Heavenly Father, we thank you that you're a God who loves to speak to us. We thank you that you've uh, spoken to us through the, the world that you've made. It's so beautiful and wonderful, and we thank you for it. We thank you that you've spoken to us through uh, the Bible, and we thank you for it too. And we thank you that you've spoken to us through your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray that you would uh, help us uh, now to listen to what he has to say to us, and that we might see something fresh of him uh, tonight. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, um, there is always a very uh, nervy moment for uh, the boys in King's College Choir as the clock ticks to 3 p.m. on Christmas Eve. One of them is about to be chosen to sing the opening verse of Once in Royal David City live to an audience of millions. And the tension builds right up to the very, very last seconds as they wait to see which one of them is going to get the nod. Apparently they call it the nightmare before Christmas. And the royal city that they sing of is Bethlehem, which Colin uh, read about in Micah chapter 5. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, from you shall come forth a ruler in Israel. And the the sentence that follows that uh, describes a birth. And so Christians see uh, this passage as a prediction Um, hundreds of years in advance of the events that took place at that first Christmas, the birth of Jesus Christ. And in one sense, Bethlehem was a a very unlikely place for Jesus to be born. Um, It's a market town, and according to Google Maps, it is about 30 minutes by car from Jerusalem, the capital city. And we might have expected Jesus to be born there, but he wasn't. Instead, he came to a lowly place. He came to a lesser known place, to Bethlehem. As uh, the verse that Colin read puts it, to a town too little to be among the clans of Judah. In other words, Jesus, when he came, had very humble beginnings. Now just think of uh, the contrast with Prince George. The announcement that the Duchess of Cambridge was expecting a few years ago was massive news. And we were given um, almost every month updates on the pregnancy. Uh, Prince George was born in St. Mary's, a top London hospital. There was 24-7 news coverage and and cameras outside the hospital when he was born. And the first images of him um, were shared all around the world, weren't they? But Jesus was born in very different circumstances. And the first to hear the news of his birth were, were not the great and the good of Jerusalem, but humble shepherds, and men who worked in the fields around the town. They were very tough men. Uh, They were used to doing very hard work outdoors. 
And so the carol is right. With the poor, the mean and lowly lived on earth, our Savior holy. Now I suspect that um, many, maybe all of us here have um, heard this story lots of times before. And maybe at nativities or uh, services like this every year. And we've seen it illustrated on cards. But I wonder if we realize just how radical it is. How wonderfully shocking it is, the Christmas story. I think we often think uh, if there is a God or some kind of higher power out there, then we would probably have to do all kinds of good things to get in their good books. Or maybe at least avoid doing some of the really bad things that we don't like to talk about. We can think of it as a ladder reaching up to God. That's what many people think Christianity teaches. But Christmas shouts out to us the opposite. Christmas says God came down to earth from heaven. It wasn't something we planned. It wasn't something that we deserved. No, God came to us into all our mess, all our distress. And in Jesus, God showed us his face. The promise in Micah was that he would come as a ruler and a shepherd. Um, and you and I, we, we live in a world with some really powerful leaders, don't we? Not all of them are elected. Some of, some of them run companies that have a massive influence over our uh, lives. Um, I've only just finished my Christmas shopping. I, I did it on my iPhone on Amazon. Apple and Amazon are two examples of um, powerful leaders, powerful companies, if you like, that influence our world. But we also live in days, I think, when we, we don't tend to trust people in authority. I think we can often be very cynical about um, politicians, and sometimes for good reasons. How can we know Jesus isn't the same? Why should we trust Jesus? Maybe that's your uh, question tonight. Well, I heard somebody put it like this recently. They said, we can trust Jesus because of what he does with his power. We can trust Jesus because of what he does with his power. See, he comes as a ruler, but he also comes as a shepherd. His name is great. He's known to the ends of the earth, as the passage tells us, but he uses all his power to help the weak. As verse 4 of the passage puts it, because of his rule, people dwell secure. And the shepherd idea gets to the heart of it. I used to live uh, near a field of sheep when I was little. Um, actually, for a little while, there was no kind of fence around our garden, so we were kind of in the field. The sheep would wander up to our front door, just about managed to avoid the sandpit. And the Bible uses that imagery of us 
It's not very flattering. But it says all of us are like sheep. All of us have gone astray. All of us have wandered away from the God who made us. We may not think that we're particularly hostile to God tonight. But we've lived in his world, all of us here tonight, as though he doesn't exist so often. And this is what we mean by the word sin. But the message of Christmas is that there is a shepherd. There is a shepherd who can lead us home. And Jesus is that shepherd. In John's Gospel, which is one of the four historical accounts of the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus, Jesus says this, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. But then he also adds this, the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. But what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, just over um, a month ago, and we remembered those who laid down their lives in war, and they sacrificed themselves for us, I guess, especially in World War I, World War II, and Jesus' death was similar. He was born to die. Jesus' birth was humble, but his death was even more so. We don't tend to like uh, talking about death in our culture. But probably one of the things that COVID has done, isn't it, has made it all feel that little bit more real. When someone we love dies, don't we often think that's not the way it's supposed to be? And Christianity says that feeling is right. That feeling is right. Christianity teaches the world is broken. Wandering away from the God who made us is deadly serious. God cannot let humanity live forever in defiance of him. Look at the state of the world today. And death, death is the consequence of our sin. But Jesus came to deal with that problem. That is what Christmas is all about. He had infinite power, and yet he used it to help people like us. When he died on the cross, um, the event we remember on Good Friday, Jesus took all the punishment that our sins deserve. He died our death. Then on Easter Sunday, he rose. And this means if we trust in him, we can face death with confidence. He got through it, and he can get us through it too. But it also means that Jesus is unique. It also means as the Bible teaches, that one day he will come again. One day he will judge this world. I mentioned um, carols from Kings at the beginning and uh, the nightmare before Christmas. 
Just listen to how that carol ends. It says this, Not in that poor lowly stable, with the oxen standing by, we will see him. We will see him, but in heaven, set at God's right hand on high. See, Jesus came in humility. He came as a baby. But the Bible is really clear that one day he will come again in glory. Not many people were there when uh, he was born. But one day he will return and every eye will see him. Maybe this year, the wonderful, the beautiful surprise of who Jesus is and what he has really done will hit, will hit home to us. He was born in a little town, but he's a great king. He used all his power to meet our deepest need, the problem of sin. And one day, one day he will return. You may have uh, lots to, go, to get ready before uh, Saturday. I wonder, are you ready for that great day, for Jesus' return? Maybe tonight you need to speak to a friend about it. Or maybe you can talk to Jesus about it. You can say something like this, Lord Jesus Christ, I admit my need for your forgiveness. I believe that you paid for my sins. I confess that you are Lord. That is a prayer he will always answer. And so may he be your king this Christmas. Let's pray together. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for sending your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, into this world. We thank you that he is a, a leader, a ruler that we can trust. And we thank you that he used all his power to save, to rescue us, help us Come to see who he really is this Christmas. Help us worship him. And we pray all this in his name and for his sake. Amen.